0: Hi, I'm Kara Swisher. I'm Peter Kafka. And thanks for listening to Recode Replay. This is one of the sessions from our 2017 Code Conference. We're going to let you hear it in just a second for free. You're welcome. But before we do that, we want to plug another conference. Okay, fine, if you insist. I must, I must. You must Uh, insist. If you like this event, there's a very good chance you're going to like Code Media, 2018, February 12th and 13th in Huntington Beach, California. 2018, I can't believe it's next year. Next year, absolutely. Save the date. Peter and I will both be there, which means it's going to be a fantastic event. I've been to all of them, and I have learned things. I would actually pay for them, Peter. We may charge you this year. Uh, one more time, that's Code Media 2018. It's like this event, but it's in 2018, February 12th and 13th. Go to events.recode.net for all the deets, as the kids say. As the kids say. Thanks, Peter. See ya. Walt Mossberg. He has been, I think I can easily say, he's been the most important tech writer in probably uh, journalism history. And that's saying a lot because I'm an egomaniac, and I think that's me. But but it's actually him. He led the way for all of us. Um, He led the way for writing about technology in a really smart, uh, instructive way that cared about readers above everybody else. And that is an unusual thing either we have, you know, on one side, we have a lot of fanboys who write about every gadget like it's, like, like it's the second coming, and then on the other side, you have super snarky stuff, and Walt really did care about the reader more than anything else, more than the people who made the products, more from anything, and one of my favorite parts of his, the way he was as I wrote, was that when he didn't like something, he was very clear and fair about it, and when he liked something, and it was well done, he enthusiastically backed it, and I think that's um, that's something that's really important in this world. And he actually also um, got to the truth of things, and he's gotten to them in the many, many columns that he wrote for the Wall Street Journal, for All Things D, and at Recode, and then The Verge. Um, one of the things um, that I think we keep in mind that I repeat over and over again to young reporters is what, uh, what he said at the very beginning of the column. He did, twenty, I think, 25 or more years ago, which is astonishing, at the dawn of the technology age, and you cannot underscore how important a figure he was in technology and in shaping technology. Um, but the first line, I think, of his column, a, a personal technology column The Wall Street Journal, really said it best, which was, technology, it's, I'm gonna paraphrase it, I'm not gonna get it exactly right, technology is too hard to use and it's not your fault. And I thought that was one of the smartest things uh, written about technology. I think it's still one of the smartest things today um, uh, and, and I think he has had an impact uh, on me, personally, um, and on journalism. Um, uh, people don't know this, but Walt actually walked me down the aisle when I got married. Um, he was there when I was born. When I, mean, I was born. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <was> born now. <laughs> when I born. my kids were born. When my kid was born. When my kid was born. Yes. I look, I, he's, he looks very good for his age of 110. Um, when uh, when my kid was born, he was the first person to see me. Uh, he's seen me through good times, bad times. Personally, been an amazing mentor. And I was someone was interviewing me f- for the, this documentary I'm doing on women in technology, and we're talking about mentors. And Walt has been my mentor. Um, you don't have to. He, mentorship is really important. And he's been a been a friend to women and to mentored a lot of women. He's mentored me a ton of people, um, and he's an inspiration to all of us. So I'm bringing out a guy who I really enjoy. Um, and who I, 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 I think will be a tremendous interviewer, Dick Costello. <laughs> All right, Dick. Thank you. I hope you can do this.
1: Don't worry, I this got it. This is your
0: test for Recode because you don't have a job. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but Walt also walked me down the aisle, and um, I remember tearing up because it was my wedding day, and. Walt looked at me and he was like, don't be a pussy. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, Walt Mossberg is calling me a pussy on my wedding day. Um, and then I woke up and here we are. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, one more time on the Recode stage, Walt Mossberg. You gotta sit in that one.
0: <laughs> I gotta sit in this one?
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go. All right, I wanna get right to it, okay? Yeah. We do. I love you too. First of all, before Not for- so much him. Before I forget before <laughs> I forget, what's a good cell number we can all use for you going forward? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you've sat in this chair any number of times and there have been people sitting in the chair you're including sitting you? in now, including me. You can even use me as an example here if this you is want. It's like payback. Yeah, this is like payback. And hundreds of times you've sat here while someone's sitting there and I want you to tell us all about one time or more times that someone was just sitting in that chair saying something and you thought to yourself, I haven't been listening to a word this person was saying. For the last <laughs> and then you went, oh, that's bullshit. It's
2: that easy. <laughs> and that's, no, I, I listen to the people who do the universe. Sometimes I think that's bullshit, but I've been listening. I've been listening.
1: All right. But people are coming to your office in DC. Yeah. In Ken All Oletta's piece in the New York in 2007, he talked about the pilgrimages to your office in DC. Right. And as we saw in the video, um, Steve brought the first iPhone to you, the first- Actually, that was in Cupertino where I saw it, but- All right, let's not mince words. Listen, <laughs> let's pretend I'm asking the questions and you're answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see the first iPhone. Yeah. You see the first iPad. Um, Come on, t- you had to have had some disagreements, and and uh, oh, with Steve. Uh, yeah, come on. Let's let's hear a couple of let's hear about okay. A of those. So, well, uh, okay,
2: disagreement stories. So, I had a good relationship with Steve. What people I don't think understand is that because I was a reviewer and not a reporter, some of these a lot of these CEOs from small companies, big companies, whatever. Uh, Would actually open up to me and show me stuff that was not released and Just converse about the industry in general knowing I wasn't going to go and post something the next day and so uh, What people don't understand is I spent about as much time talking to Bill Gates as I did Steve Which is one reason when we did the joint interview. I was able to you know, they both were willing to do it and uh, Steve they had different styles so there was a there was a moment just before Steve came back to Apple, when Apple was going about to sell itself to Sun. Um, you guys, you younger people, can look this up. Apple was about sixty days or ninety days from yep. bankruptcy or something. Michael and, Dell famously said they should just dividend out the cash. Right, yeah. they should just close right. shop and return right. whatever they had. And so the uh, editor of the journal said. I, uh, you know, because all I did was write the col- columns. I didn't write anything else. He said, I want you to write a special piece about what Apple has meant because we think Apple's going away. And so I wrote sort of an obit for Apple. And in that piece, I said, Bill Gates had outfoxed Steve Jobs, not on the tech. I said, Steve was the guy who took the bolder leaps on tech, but Bill was the guy who was the much smarter business guy. And my phone rings, and it's Bill. And this was in this he was reading the journal in print in those days. So this must have been nineteen oh six. Yeah, but it must 19. have <laughs> It must have been a half an hour after the paper hit his doorstep in, you know, Medina yeah. or wherever he lived and at the time. And he goes, I'm sick and he said, I'm just a business guy? Is that what that is? I, I'm sick and tired of Steve being the tech genius and me being the business guy. And I said <laughs> Bill, it's an O bit of your, your Apple. It's an O bit of Apple. And by the way, what I wrote—if you want the—I read, the, read it back to him. I said, Bill Gates, probably the most important, biggest business figure since World War II. Right. I, don't know. I said, so you just got me. I just wrote in the Wall Street friggin' Journal that you're the most important business figure in the, since World War II, and you're calling a complaint? Do I understand this correctly? <laughs> so that was Bill's ad. Bill was very direct. Steve, it was different. I'd write a I'd write a piece. Yeah. Sometimes it not often, but sometimes it would be a bad piece uh, for them, like Mobile Me famously I trashed and he called it he actually called a meeting of the entire mobile me team and he killed two of and them, I think. Point out kill killed two
1: of them. But I would There are many ways to be successful. Many. <laughs> I, I would
2: I think it was three. I yeah. think you're. Okay. Look that up again. Yeah. I, I had written a review where I re- actually recommended that people buy whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. It was, one of, it was uh, a certain, maybe an iPad. I don't remember what it was. But he did this more than once. I always had, I always, you know, there are very few perfect products. I ran a- across a few that had, you know, flaws that were virtually so small they were not worth mentioning, but that was rare. So I had a section that said drawbacks or downsides or something, you know, and I talked about the flaws in this thing that they needed to fix. But basically I was recommending it. This was Steve Jobs' method. He would call, my assistant would say it's Steve Jobs. I'd pick up the phone, he'd say, Walt, I'm not calling to complain about your column. And then he would complain about my column. He would say, in that drawback section, I think you're really unfair to us about this point and, and think you're unfair to us about that point. And I'd stop and I'd say, how about the second paragraph where I say people should buy the goddamn thing? What's your problem? That was, but that was his style. Yeah. I'm not calling to complain, man. Uh, okay, it's gonna be a, one of those.
1: Plus, I'm a better business person than Bill Gates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he never said that. <laughs> um, in your pitch for the personal techno- technology column to Pearlstein, um, yep. you wrote, um, if the column works as I envision, this column could be the champion of the individual customer, the person who in the industry calls the end user. In your last column for Recode, you contrasted today's much easier to use hardware and software with the tech you first wrote about. Success? What, 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 what worked as you envision and what didn't? So... I'm not taking credit for this, by the way,
2: but, I mean, I just think the... Trying to give you the credit. The industry got the memo. I was one of the people sending the memo. There were other people sending the memo. They got the memo that it had to be something people could use. And the example I used in the last column, and I I said that you could hand an iPad, which was vastly more powerful than the computers I was criticizing in 1991, you could hand an iPad to a six-year-old, and they would figure it out instantly. And I got several people writing me saying... Six-year-olds are over iPads. You, gotta, it, you can hand it to a four-year-old and they know how to use it. So I think the industry got, on the established products, on the PCs uh, and on the smartphones and on the tablets, and, and if we're talking about software, things like Google Docs, things like, uh, well, Twitter and Facebook are making themselves harder to use every day. You're welcome. Um, sorry to say, yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, how about editing tweets? Huh?
1: No, I'm asking the <laughs> questions. We're, you, keep, you keep trying to flip it around. <laughs> I keep, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, everybody got the memo to make it simpler. Right here, you and me.
2: Everybody I ask got the memo to make it simpler. <laughs> Almost everybody, but one thing. I, the other thing I said in that last column is: the newer the technology, the more it resembles what it, what I was right. writing about, which was relatively new uh, in 1991. So. I pointed out, the average person is not going to hook up the, the Oculus Rift to the super com- computer. you have to hook it up to, and they're not going to wear those goggles. I mean, yes, some people will, but not, not the mass market of people. Right. AR, which I think is actually going to be a bigger deal, has to be this. It has to be just pretty much look like this and be this shape and weight and size. So the, the newer it is, the closer it is to the engineers, and it's not, and it's, and the, the first line of my first column still applies to that. Yeah. The other stuff, the
1: day-to-day stuff, has has gotten much better. Okay, I want to go back to uh, storytelling time. Yeah. The Microsoft people come to you. <laughs> he knows what's coming, and they show you the Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> what like what happens? Like. I have multiple questions. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Yeah, they showed me Let's the Zune. Let's just start, like, from that.
2: Yeah, that's a good And we'll go from cue. there. Um, so they showed me the Zune. It's gorgeous. It's white and stainless I'm steel. I'm sorry.
1: I said z- the Zune.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. And I say to them, this will never sell. Make it brown. <laughs> <laughs> that was my advice. Make it brown. And I can't believe Bill Gates was in that video because, you know, yeah. no, they, they, uh, <laughs> that began the period when, and, and, you know, I think they're coming out of that period, but that began the period when they started everything three years late and, and 300% worse than Apple was doing.
1: And what are those conversations like? I mean, come on, Bill is in the room and you're, he's well, pitching to the Well, Bill once said to me, yeah.
2: after, after a, a period of this, he said to me, why don't you just, Headline every one of your columns, buy a Mac. Why, should, why don't they just set that and type? And put it in there. Jesus, Wall. And he, he had a, he had a. either he had fantastic staff prep or a photographic memory. Because I, I, the first time I met him, I said, you know, I'm going to be reviewing like a movie reviewer your stuff, and I'm going to be critical. Oh, his first words to me were, where, where did you come from? <laughs> because it's like somebody said in that video, I was an established reporter. Yeah. I was all about journalism. I'd been investigated by the FBI for some stuff I did when I covered the Pentagon. We're going to get I'd, to that next. I'd been, yeah, I'd been criticized from the press room lectern in the White House by somebody other than Sean Spicer, a genuine press secretary. And <laughs> I wasn't going to be afraid of Bill Gates. Yeah. And so he said, where did you come from? Because he, tra- he knew every tech reporter. <clears throat> and they all came out of the... In- a lot of them came out of the industry. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. And uh, I was like a foreign thing in that, in the, in that community. But uh, every, so I said to Bill, I'm going to be criticizing and reviewing your stuff, but I want you to tell me where you think I've gone wrong. Because I, I did. I, I yeah. invited all these people to tell me that. Maybe I skipped you. I don't remember. But... Um,
1: so I would meet with him. I like the way you referred to me there as if I was sort of a sort of a side character in the play. No, you're That's on good. the you're yeah. on the level. Maybe of, I skipped you. What's your name again? I'm Phil? putting you on the level of Bill. <laughs> okay, all right. And, and Steve, Fair you're on that level. Good. All right, Dick. thank you. Thanks very much. Trying to that butter was very up. Very kind of you. The, trying good. to butter up the interview. I'm going to move to question yeah. number six then. Yeah. That's no, good. <laughs> good.
2: And every time I would meet with Bill, he would go through every column uh-huh. I'd written, yeah. whether it was about Microsoft or somebody else. And he would give me a critique. The, the, it, every interview started with him saying, "That was a that you were pretty right on that column. You were way off on this one. Where what does that mean? What did, why did you say that? And and you you were terrible to us." On and
1: those. what are the things that you think, looking back? What are the two things you think? I really got that because you're again you're seeing these things before anyone's seen them Yeah. so it's one thing to see it and then you can go look at the four reviews that are out there and say oh that's true that's not you're seeing I these never read before anyone any... I, I made it a practice to well, I'm you saying read you're seeing doing. these things before anyone has seen them Yeah. what's something you feel like man I really got that right and what's one that wow I, boy I was wrong about that well I was really right about the Q-Cat
2: people know what the Q-Cat was you know what it was? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I trashed that one. I feel like I was really right about uh, the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. which I still think was the best laptop e- e- ever made. I was right about Windows ninety five, which I thought was really good. Uh, you know, I was I I was right about um, Slingbox, I think. And then there were, you know. It depends what you mean by right. I mean, if you mean, did I trash something and it still sold? Oh, that happened all the time. But that happens to movie reviewers, too. This is a terrible movie, but the public still goes. Right. I didn't care. I didn't never, ever judge my work by whether, you know, by the market, by whether it's sold. But, um, look, I, I, I made mistakes. I actually, on some products, I, I wrote a very negative review. They went and re- revised the product, and then I came back and re-reviewed it like, nine months later and gave it a good review. I did that a few times.
1: All right. Only because several people have said, and I don't know whether they're having me on or not, you have to ask Walt the Bill Gates Taco Bell story. I'm now asking, (laughs) ask Walt the Bill Gates Taco Bell story. This better be good, by the way. Otherwise I've... So Bill
2: Gates was very generous with... Uh, with me when he was running Microsoft. And actually, Steve Ballmer did the same thing. Um, I, they let, I, I did an annual, like what I called an immersion visit to Microsoft. I spent two or three days. I saw lots of product managers, and, and, and I saw some engineers. And that's really what I enjoyed doing. I saw future products. I did all that. A PR person would sit in the meeting and take notes. And I, I inquired about this, and I was told, These memos went to a number of people, including Bill, who was always my last interview, or mostly my last interview. And he was getting these memos about how these meetings were going about these different products. So then I would sit down with him. One year, it was decided, or I was told, Bill would like to take you to dinner and do the interview there. So I go to his office, and and, and you know, (laughs) those of you who are from Microsoft, or been to Microsoft know, even back in, this must have been 10, 12 years ago, but uh they have a lot of buildings i parked in one building but by the time i got to his office i was like i don't know half a mile away from my car but i went it was like seven o'clock or six o'clock and i went into his office and we got into a giant discussion some of it was arguing bill and i had hand waving arguments he'd stand up and wave his arms and i'd wave my arms back at him and we you know and other times it was all very no but we theatrical. I, I, it's hard to. T- it was theatrical and there was a little anger in there, but just a little, But we, I learned a lot from him. I don't know if he learned anything from me, but we had good meaty discussions. Well, he forgot to take me to dinner. And I forgot that he was supposed to take me to dinner. And the phone rings, and it's Melinda. It's 10 o'clock. We're still in his office. There's no one else in the building. Phone rings, it's Melinda. And I can hear only one side of the conversation, but it's like, oh, shit, I forgot to take him to dinner. Oh puts his hand over the mouth he says melinda's on the phone she says she says i'm an idiot because i forgot to take you to dinner are you mad and i said no i don't tell tell her i'm fine i've enjoyed the discussion it's all fine <laughs> so he says i'll be home soon. this is the richest yeah. man in the world yeah yeah I'll no, be this home is soon. good right? i'm liking this because this is and he hangs up me. the phone and he says i i i i'll drive you to your car and i gotta get home but he says you know i am going to go eat before i go home but i'm going to go to the takeout window at taco bell of course he says do you want to come with me yeah <laughs> then i can tell her yeah i took, took you to dinner, dinner. <clears throat> and i say you know we've, we've been talking for about three and a half hours <clears throat> and i'm not so crazy about the taco bell takeout yeah sure
1: at night when there's no. like the last leavings of the yeah. stuff that's, <laughs> that's when most of the that's when most of the police reports are filed yeah. exactly
2: so I say, you know, thanks, but if you'll take me to my car, I'll just get room service back at the hotel. Yeah. Okay. So we, we walk out of his office, and we're walking toward the elevator, and he goes, oh, I'll be right back. I've got to go back to the office. I said, what's the matter? He says, I don't have any money on me. <laughs> I mean, his, his net worth was, I don't know, a hundred million yeah. or, uh, you know, a billion, it was yeah. some a yeah. huge amount of money. Yeah. I said, well, what do you need? Ten, I'll give you 10 bucks. He goes, no, no, no. <laughs> so. He goes back in his office, and he emerges again with this $10 bill. The Nacho
1: Belgrande is like $4.95. <laughs> you could get him for like a he, 6 bucks. Well, yeah, well, he tips. He tips. He's a good guy.
2: He is, oh, he's the world's, look, he is yeah. the, literally the world's I get it. biggest philanthropist. Sure. So that's where it started, with tipping the Taco Bell guy. So, <laughs> But he comes try, triumphantly out of his office with a $10 bill, and he, and he drove me to my car, and I imagine he went to Taco Bell, and, then, and the coder to the story is the next. I knew, Melinda, I, I knew Melinda from when she was a product manager before she got married
1: to him. You gotta watch the clock there. I'm all good. It's good. And, Don't worry, I got that. And, you just answer the questions. I'm doing your role. And I can go over as long as I want. <laughs> and um,
2: so I'm in a meeting. Senator with, Harris doesn't need to. Yeah, be no, Yes, she does. Yes, she does. I'm in a meeting with. With uh, a group of people, including Melinda, and before the meeting starts, she pulls me into the hall and she says, "I'm so embarrassed that he didn't take you to dinner." And I said, "Don't worry about it." But that's the that's the Taco Bell story.
1: All right, is that all right? It's great. I'm glad I asked. All right. I don't know who you're talking to, but I'm going to kill them. I'm talking to you. Oh, who I'm talking to backstage? <laughs> yeah. Um, again, a number. I mean, I have of, a number a, of I, interviews. I'm thinking of writing I'm in the middle a book. of the question here. Yeah, I Come know. on, eyes right here, focus. <laughs> matter with you yes dick thank you Mm. all these people have come through this stage um people who are first-time ceos and then they've they've grown in the role and they've come back years and years later talk about a couple people who you've seen out here you know maybe five years later six years later eight years later and and people that have surprised you in the way they've changed and the way they've adjusted to the role or the or the Uh, magnitude of the opportunity that they've had
2: well I was gonna say Yahoo but they kept changing so um, that wouldn't be a good one Um, you know the first time Mark Zuckerberg came he he uh, he insisted on coming with Cheryl Uh, I think he was I mean I knew him Karen knew him uh, I don't know why but he had heard that it might be a tough interview I don't know where that comes from. I don't
1: know, I Have no idea. And,
2: uh, so he, but he insisted on coming with Cheryl.
1: Probably the hand
2: wave. And then it. after that, he came on his own. So that's, I mean, you know, that's an example of I don't know. Obviously, he's grown in many ways, and being an, uh, uh, on this stage isn't probably his highest priority. But you know, he felt more more confident uh, to come. Um, I'm having a hard time coming right. up with other other okay. examples.
1: There in are in some. your last in your last column, you talked about. Um, kind of going through a lull right now in yeah. consumer technology, but the future of ambient computing. And you also left a couple of sort of, um, I'll, I'll, this can be our, our last question. We'll give you a lot of room to answer it here. You also left a couple warnings um, about about um, the importance of privacy in, in the world of ambient computing um, uh, and where data is stored and how it's stored and how companies think about it. If you could sort of take this um, this, this moment um, this sort of benchmark moment in your career to address the industry or, or any group of people in this industry and give them a, you know, a, a request or a warning or a watch out for this, what would it be? I would say, I think the industry is way too casual
2: about privacy. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's tied up with ad-based businesses primarily. Look, my salary's been paid by advertising. Jim Bankoff is sitting out there, who I work for, and he runs an ad-based business and that's what he pays me my huge salary from and Kara's huge salary um, and all
1: the other staff's huge. Everybody makes a huge salary.
2: Surely and uh, so I, I'm not against ads, but I, I am against the.
1: You are against Jim Bancroft. No. <laughs> no,
2: I'm Please. not against Jim I love Jim Bancroft. <laughs> Please. Please. Decorum. Um, I think the ad tech industry operates in darkness. Uh, you don't know what's being loaded onto your web page unless you have a lot of technical skill and you can go yep. look at all the, thing, all the things that have been loaded on. Web pages uh, load slowly uh, on mobile. Now, people have worked on that. They're working on it. We, uh, we get a report, I think it's every month or every few weeks at Fox Media, about how all our sites' response time on mobile has improved. But the ad tech industry not only screws up the web, and the the ads are lousy. The deal you do is, all right, I'll let you track me and invade my privacy, but you're going to give me targeted ads that are so much more relevant to me. And with the exception of Google Search, where they they know the context pretty perfectly because you've typed in a search term, um, I find I don't get any value back for the stealing of my privacy. I think it should be opt-in. And in the last column, and I know a lot of you probably don't agree with me, I he's, he's regulating tech. He's regulating. Well, you know what? Tech is a big industry. I've lived in Washington 40 some odd years. You walk down the street, there's the oil and, 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 and gas industry lobbying building. There's the broadcasters. There's the AFL-CIO. All these, all these, uh, there's the- There's you know, the Elon Musk statue. The Elon Musk statue. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and- but the car manufacturers, everybody has a, a, a lobby, and of course the tech companies have a lobby. And these people are all regulated in one way or another, not because the government is... I mean, the government does a lot of dumb things, but the original idea behind regulating these industries was to protect the consumer. And I'm sorry, but this, this hiding in the shadows, not telling you what's going on, um, no opt-in there's an opt-out, but it's super complicated and often can't be found, uh, is, is just, is just uh, to me, something that's going to eventually fail and turn people away. And I want ads to succeed. I don't want to see a 30-second pre-roll ad on a 14-second sports video. That's just stupid greed. And somebody's got to deal with it. Now, that, that one I'm not saying the government should regulate away, but... The hiding in the shadows, the invading your privacy, somebody's got to get control over that. And then there's the security issue, which I have sympathy uh, in some cases for companies that have tried to do security, and you know it's an arms race with Russia and, ha- and other kinds of hackers, but I don't have sympathy for other companies that pay virtually no attention to it. And there's a mix, there's a range. So what I said in that column was, we, we in the United States have to stop dancing around the privacy and security issues. And we can't, you know, let the existing agency structures handle it because they obviously, we know from from the whole net neutrality battle that they're gonna constantly shift it between titles of some law that was passed a long time ago. We need law. We need an actual law that says, hey, we're living in the internet era. We're living in the cloud era. We're living in, it's tech time. And finally, the Congress ought to pass a law that addresses this, where everybody gets their say. And of course, the corporate lobbyists will have more influence than consumers, but at least we'll get a law, a law on privacy, a law on security, maybe some kind of a new commission It will take case by case, and the thing will evolve. So that's
1: what I believe. Well, it's a real pleasure. Everybody, Walt Mossberg.
0: Thanks for listening to Recode Replay.